Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse, Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out. Connect with us on social media and join the conversation by emailing us at info at fusedmarriages.com. All right, Michael, so what are we jumping into today? All right, today... We just have an interesting topic. I think they're all interesting, so I'm going to stop right. saying that. <laughs> to me, they all are interesting, but I think hopefully to you they are too. Yeah. Because it's really about family, yeah. relationships, and marriage. Right. Right? And this one, it's a little sensitive topic because it's about ringing the alarm. Ooh. Right? Ringing the alarm. I say that ringing the alarm. I don't know if y'all are familiar with this. There was a, a, an alarm company that came out. I'm not sure what back in the 70s, 80s. I can't remember exactly when, but they're called Brinks. Brinks Home Brinks Security. Home Security. I remember the logo. Remember the logo. Uh-huh. Similar now, they, they probably have, you know, transformed. They got this thing called, what, the ring now, right? Where you, can yeah. go, you got a little doorbell and you, you can see people coming in. It's on your phone app. But basically, this is just an alarm, alarm system. An alarm system. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I call it, we call it Brinks. Well, I'm bringing up the word, the term Brink, because like sometimes we get on the brink of our relationship. On the brink. Right. And mm-hmm. On the brink of like, okay, you know what? You do one more thing. That's it. That's it. Oh, actually, matter of fact, you know what? You didn't done that one more thing. You don't even know it, and that's it. Wow. So the alarm has already had went off. It's been probably ringing and going crazy. And now people are like, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm on the brink. You just find I'm on the brink, but I've been on the brink. Mm. And mm. that's the topic. You know what? What happens when relationships get to the point where they're on the brink? How do they get there? Mm-hmm. Like, what are the things? Some of the things that actually end up feeding into that that causes that. Sometimes, you know what, we ignore it. I may have ignored some things. You may have ignored some things. And other times, like, you just don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. Well, let's jump in. So kick it off for us. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the first topic is, you know what, what happens when, you know what, he or she just stops talking? You know what, y'all, y'all been dealing with each other. Y'all been going back and forth. But sometimes, you know what, they don't talk back to you. They shut down. They were talking, and they shut down. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? What does that look like on the on the other side of it? To me, that's an alarm. Yeah. If they shut down on you, talking back and forth, saying, "You know what? No, I'm good." Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm good. Hey, can we talk about you know what? How we gonna deal with this and the finances? No, no, we, I'm 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 good. Ooh. Those are alarms that are bringing. And what you're saying, too, is that this is progressive. So nobody is just on the brink. They wake up, I'm on the brink. A lot of these things have been happening over a period of time. And you might have not noticed, like you said, it might have not been articulated. And this is where we talk about a lot, checking in with your partner. But you might have not noticed until that one day it's like, man, I don't know what happened. They just... They just wanted a divorce so right. they just, they didn't, they were, they wanted to be separated or they didn't want to be bothered with me. Or now I think my spouse is seeing somebody else or, or any number of things that can happen, but it doesn't, you just don't wake up one morning and that's where it is. There are, there are signs along the way. Yeah. Um, and this is one of them. 
that they don't want to talk. So when we're dating, you know, you talk all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you cake in, you know, on the phone. You're listening to each other breathe. You're, you know, falling asleep, waking up. Yeah. You're still there. You know, that might be our, that young love. And then even as your your love grows and you have more responsibility, you're just happy to be married. And right. I, I've said this before, nobody gets married thinking I'm going to also get divorced. Everybody no. gets married thinking this is going to be forever we're, we're saying our vows, we're looking at each other in the eyes, we're having all of our friends and family come and witness. Um, so divorce, I mean, even if even if you decided you're going to have a prenup, the goal still isn't, I'm going to get divorced. The goal still right. is, I want to be with this person. Um, so I say that because as we're talking about having conversation, we see conversation in the dating, we see conversation when you're married, when you're wedding planning, when you're, you know, when you're about to have the kids, but having, making sure that you're having deep conversation mm-hmm. along the way so that it's not this kind of, I'm good. And making sure that the conversation, like I said, you're, you're going somewhere with it, that it's much more than surface conversation. Right. That's, that's a warning sign. If they no longer want to have deep, um, meaningful conversation with you where you're really talking about the heart of the person, not the logistics. And we've had this conversation before. There is a big difference, friends, between having a logistical conversation. These are the things that we need to do. These are the groceries that we need. This is where the kids need to go. These are the errands I need you to run. This thing needs to be fixed. And having um, that interpersonal conversation where you're talking at level two, you know, hey, what's going on with your mind? What's going on with your heart? Um, What do you think about this? And these conversations have to be not about logistics. So, I, you saying, man, I really just don't like that that dance coach. I think that such and such can do better. Um, I think that we need to look here. Our man, I don't. I really, don't, I'm not feeling this baseball team. I think we can switch. That is not a conversation that is not logistical, even though it's not basketball was good. That's still a logistical conversation. Yeah. I'm talking about a conversation that has nothing to do with your kids, that has nothing to do with your errands, but is really like. Hey, so what have you been thinking about recently? Right. And when you say, how was your day? It was good. It was good. When you, well, what was, what was good about it? Mm-hmm. Anything bad happened? Well, what do you think about that? Oh, and just engaging and making sure that you remain friends because that's, we hook up with each other because we like each other. Yeah. And then somehow along the way, we stop, we stop being friends. Yeah. And then after you stop being friends, then you're just roommates. And if you're just my roommate, you know, then what do, what do we really have? I know one of the things that, that we started doing, even, even as of recently, is like, you know what, we call them check-ins. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm just checking in. Yeah. Like, literally, like, hey, well, you know, how you feeling? Yeah. Well, okay, why are you asking? I'm just, I'm just checking in. I, don't, I ain't got no agenda. Yeah. I won't want anything. I'm just just checking in. Yeah. I don't care how you say it. If you have a bad, good, or indifferent, just, I'm, just, I'm just checking in. Yeah. So I think it's good to have those, those, those check-ins and, like, if you don't have, you know, the conversation, like this person is not trying to talk to you. And I, it's just something in my mind is saying, you know what, if you, if you want something to die, stop talking to it. Mm. So if that's what they want, hopefully they give you the honest enough piece to hate where I'm at. You know what? I just don't want to be with you anymore. Maybe they're trying to be passive aggressive. Like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm not going to talk to them. Mm. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give them the time of day. Mm-hmm. That could have a reversive effect. Cause basically you killing that relationship. Yeah. And you need to understand that. That's what's happening. You're not talking to it. You are killing yeah, that you relationship. You just jumped all the way in. That's yeah. really good. So I really just want to reiterate that. So what you're saying is 
that even if you're on the brink, if you just decide, well, it is what it is, I'm just not going to talk about it. Yeah. They'll get over it. It's just a, something that's fleeting. No, you're not helping. Yeah. You're not, you're not encouraging the relationship. So by agreeing not to talk, you're both agreeing. This relationship is not going anywhere. Right. We're, we're, we're no, done. Let's, let's, let's make it plain. It's not that it's not going anywhere. I'm killing it. I'm taking the knife. It's me that's doing it. Mm-hmm. It ain't that person. It ain't this situation. I'm saying, you know what? Let me get the knife. I'm killing relationship. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you want, that's what you want. But mm-hmm. understand that's what's happening whenever you're not you're not talking to your spouse. So are you saying that it's possible for one partner to be like, I don't have anything to say, and the other person to still keep the relationship alive? Or does it take two? I've heard both. Man, hey, I, I, we, uh, this is like an old, I don't think it's a movie. I can't remember the exact movie, but like, if one person holds on, there's always a possibility for a relationship. A relationship is only dead when both people let go. When both people let when go. When both people let go or both people stop talking. If one can still talk and it's painful to, like, to talk to something, I'm talking to this wall and this wall don't give me no feedback. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'm going to be like, man, I can't take this. I need, some, I need you to give me something. Yeah. But you, I mean, it depends how strong you are. You're able to talk to a person, even not giving you feedback, to kind of hold on to what's left of it yeah. with the hopes of like, hey, give me something. I'm just trying to like, you know what, see where you're at and get, get in your feelings and understand, hey, can we just talk? So how long do you how long do you do that? And I know this is different for every person and yeah. every family, but I can imagine how beat down you might feel. I'm talking to this wall. I'm talking to this wall. I'm talking to this wall. The wall's not responding. They don't want to talk about it. Now I'm having insecurity issues. I'm having, you know, some frustration. I I was mad. Now I'm sad. Now I'm angry. Now I'm feeling neglected. Like there's a Mm -hmm. whole lot of emotion that goes into that. So how, how would you, you know, tell people to to deal? How I would tell somebody to deal with, that's a tough question. First of all, like you said, each situation is different. Yeah. But how I would tell somebody to deal with that, they're trying to talk to somebody, they're not getting feedback. It'd be two criteria I, w- I would probably, you know, base it on. Okay. The first one, the first one, you know, it makes you, are, they, are they disrespecting you, right? Mm. Are they kind of demeaning you, this, that, and the other, you know, cussing you out, whatever have you, in a way that, you know what, okay, this is not healthy mm-hmm. enough for me to even have a, a conversation with. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say they're not doing that. They kind of give you the cold shoulder, kind of like, you know, talking surface level, uh, I'm fine, or, you know what, no, I don't want to talk about that, whatever. Then I would say, what's it worth to you? Hmm. What's it worth to you? Is it worth a year of doing it? Is it worth five years? Is it worth only two months, two weeks? Mm-hmm. What's it worth to you? What What is that relationship worth to you? Is it worth your life to continue to try? I don't know. You know what I mean? That's each person got to decide that for yeah, what for they themselves. feel they poured in. Right. And what they see where it can go and why they want to actually continue that on. Because if you really love somebody... It's going to be hard to let it go, right? I, in my opinion, I think it's going to be hard unless they disrespect you doing something like that. But mm-hmm. they kind of like, man, I'm like, I know we can be better than this. Mm-hmm. So I think, what's it worth to you? You got to answer that question on an individual basis. Is it, is it, is it worth the next six months of me just kind of like, hey? And I don't know when the end game is. That's, that's the problem. You don't know how there long is. it's going to take. Yeah. You're like, man, I've been doing this for like the last, you know, seven months. Yeah. Is it, man, do I got another seven? Yeah. And there's other factors, too, that feed into even the what's it worth to you? Because let's say you have kids, you know, Ooh, yeah, they're, they're part of that. Man. Is it is it worth my kids going through this with me as I pursue right. this relationship? Is this person vacant? Like, are they out of this? So and that brings me to kind of an, another another point is, um, is someone else in your ear? And that can be, let me say it can be friends. 
that are talking, you know, like, man, she out there doing this or he no good. He's here. But it can also be, you know, um, extramarital. It can be affair driven. Like, okay, even if it's not if it's not sexual, it can still be um, emotional connection outside of the relationship. So as we're kind of moving forward, I want to invite you all, if this is something that you've engaged in or you know somebody, because there are, there are, these are just a couple of things that kind of put you on the brink, you know, if your partner is not talking, if your partner is not communicating. Um, what are the signs? What have you seen? Um, so hit us up. You can write in a letter, um, info at fusemarriages.com, or just connect with us on our social media. Tell you, tell us how maybe you overcame this in your own relationship. Um, but also another aspect of this is someone in your ear, someone in that headspace. Um, this can be friends and family, um, or it can be that girlfriend, he ain't about nothing, or, you know, she's yep, probably, yep, da, 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 da. there can be that, or it can be something extramarital. It can be something, um, which it might not be sexual, but it might be just emotional. Hey, I, I, I just feel like I can talk to this guy or this girl that isn't your spouse in yeah. a different way. They get me. They understand me. Those are things that we may have heard um, if it's personally or through um, movies or something like that, that there can be somebody else that is in that yeah. headspace that interrupts my partner where now they feel like, man, she's over here. She understands me better. She listens to me. She cares about my wants, needs, emotions, et cetera. So kind of jump into that. What does that yeah. do to the relationship? And does, and should that person still hold on and how forthcoming are people when this is happening? Is somebody going to say, Hey, I just need a little time or, or what? What, do you, yeah. what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I think most people probably aren't going to be as forthcoming and say, I need a little time to kind of like, Hey, you're not, you're not talking to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me go talk to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's probably like we talked about, Hey, before, right. In the first topic point about, Hey, he or she stops talking. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer. We're humans. We communicate. Mm-hmm. So if we ain't communicating to each other as spouses, I'm communicating to somebody. Yeah. And that's somebody, like I said, it may not be a person of opposite sex. I may not even be attracted or whatever have you, but I'm communicating to somebody. Yeah. It could be while I'm out on a basketball court. You know what? Me and my boys, we're getting just, you know, we start chopping it up and talking about, hey, life and different stuff that's going on. We not even do, we not even talking about our relationships. We're just talking about life. We got to, we're trying to get that out. Mm-hmm. We got to get that out before we talk about the relationship part. Yeah. So that's a real critical sign. We're talking about alarms here, right? So like, the fact that somebody is, is in your ear and it's not your spouse and it could be a friend, a family member even, definitely don't want to get to the point where it's like a, some of the opposite sex that you even attracted to or even know just just could just feed into like, hey, something that's driving you away from where you, you were trying to be at, which is at home. Yeah. So, I mean, when somebody gets in your ear and like you kind of get those signs that somebody may be in your spouse's ear, I think you got to kind of look at that like, okay, hey, how can I like redirect that? Mm-hmm. Or how can I talk to them about that to say, hey, what well, you know, you got to be talking to somebody. Yeah. This is a bunch of different shows in one yeah, show right now because yeah. being on the brink, there can be so many different things that can can take you to that point. So the first thing we talked about is just are you talking? Are you communicating? Are mm. you connecting on a deeper level and then basically the second word we're talking about is maybe reasons why you are not you know maybe there's somebody else there on either side like 
you, um, it, it, like we're talking, that partner might be, have somebody else in their ear, but you might have somebody that's putting doubt or putting those seeds. So coming right. back to your partner, because I agree, I don't think many people are going to be talking to somebody else and be like, well, I'm talking to such and such, but there might be the signs along the way. Like yeah. that, that girlfriend, she, she seems kind of spiteful and you might not say that to your spouse, mm-hmm. but keep that in the back of your mind or that cousin always has something negative to say. Right. about your partner right. um, maybe you overshared at one point and they keep bringing up you know like well i remember when she did this or he did this so making sure that you're that you're really protecting your marriage that's right. what this all of this is about is protecting your marriage making sure that you're having deep intentional conversations making sure that you're protecting your spouse from outside conversation and making sure you're protecting yourself that's that personal responsibility knowing yourself and being honest with yourself enough to say you know what i I went to lunch with this group and she keeps sitting next to me and she keeps kind of, she keeps stopping by my office or by my right. desk or she keeps smiling at me or, you know, every time I see him, he kind of, he kind of lingers around. Right. So being aware of that and um, then also kind of consider making your spouse aware, you know, like whenever I'm around this guy, he kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. So if you see him around, even if it's a, a friend, that might be a relationship that you have right. to cut off. Um, just for the sake of your marriage. And if it's family, hey, we're going to have to keep a little distance because, man, not only do they not like you, they're very vocal and they're right. very disrespectful um, and they can be a wedge in our, in our marriage. So just making sure that you're putting those safeguards around yourself, being honest with yourself, being honest with your spouse. Hey, you know mm-hmm. what? There's, you know, I'm around my manager and I have to be around my manager. We've talked about this in a previous show. Yep. I'm around my manager. I have to be around my manager. But you know, I just, I want you to, to be aware right. that sometimes right. she says some things or sometimes he says some things. Um, so it, it could come down to, do you need to get another job? Do you need to, because protecting your marriage at all costs might mean making some drastic choices. Yeah. It might mean having late night conversations when you're really tired. It might mean, mm. okay, I can't, it's I can't rough. really, <laughs> I can't really hang around this group anymore. I might need to find some more friends. I right. might, you know, this has been my best friend for the past 20 years. Well, you might need to make a change. Yeah. You might need to make a change. So, you know, having someone else in your ear can be extramarital. It can be that. And that that does happen. But it can also yeah. be, you know, your mom saying some slick stuff about, you know, your spouse. or And you might have to say, hey, you know what, mom? That's not cool with me. You know, I, I, I get it. You love me and all that. But right. you can't. That's, that's disrespectful. I don't really want to hear that. Yeah. Or, or whatever. So having people in your ear can be one of those things that, um, you have to take a strong stance on because words are powerful they are. You know? they and, are. and they can plant seeds. Um, somebody just saying like, really? I'm surprised. I'm surprised you actually married her. I'm surprised you got with him given da, 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 da. what I'm going to tell you the key. Okay. Let's of go. Understanding if somebody needs to be in your ear or not. Okay. It's the a key. simple key. Feels it's like a it needs simple like a drum key. roll or something. The it's key. a simple key. The key. All right. Now, and it's one key. One key to tell, say it again. The to key tell to, if you have the right person or right persons person. in your ear. In your ear. In your ear, which is, I mean, we're going to have people, we're going to talk to other people. Right. In regards to, you know, our relationship, our life, you know what I mean? We got, like you said, managers, family, friends, sisters, cousins, whoever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're going to have other people. So we're not trying to say, you know what, well, I don't talk to nobody. Right. That's not what we're saying. No, no. But. You need people. You need people. Right. But to tell if you got the right person in your ear, mm-hmm. like one the one key that I know that works. Okay, are they driving you toward your relationship or away from it? Ooh. 
Say it again for the people in the back. Are they driving you toward mm-hmm. your relationship mm-hmm. or away from it? Are they pulling you like, you know what? Don't worry about going home. You know what? This man, this, just just call her, man. Like, tell her you be home another she hour. She tripping anyway. Yeah, she tripping anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what? Man, leave them kids at home. We can go out. Let's go, let's go have some fun. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got kids. Don't worry, huh? they, they, but matter of fact, they might even say don't leave your kids. They say, let's go. Mm-hmm. They ain't thinking about your kids. You know, it could be all kind of different stuff. You know, hey, your husband, you know what? He tripping anyway. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Your your wife, you know what? Man, she always on your neck. Man, just come on out here and let's, let's go shoot some hoops for another four hours. Mm-hmm. No, you got to do extra four hours. Mm-hmm. Not no one or two. Let's do four hours. Yeah. You going all day. Yeah. She at home struggling. Yeah, it can be that. <laughs> you know, what you need to do yeah. is, what you need to do is, and it's not, like you said, it's not driving. No, 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 no. You need to, you need to go on a shopping that. spree. Until, it's uh, slicker than that. Okay. Cause to most people that's savvy enough, they're gonna pick up on that. Like it's real subtle. Like, hey, you know what? No, don't worry about that. Let's just go here. It's real, it's real. Like, I mean, if 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 that gets you where they can kind of like give you that type of the vibe, then like you, you probably you you're on the ropes anyway. Mm-hmm. But most people are gonna be like, okay, they they not they not gonna bring up, hey, you know what? You got a husband at home that loves you and cares about you. You need to go home. You need to go home and check on that. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to say, hey, let's go at the happy hour. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go take this trip solo. Mm-hmm. They're not going to say nothing. They're not going to not gonna try to, they're going to like, hey, hold on, you sure about this? Mm-hmm. You sure? I mean, you can make your own decision, but are you sure about this? Yeah. You know, I want to have fun with you and kick it with you too, but are you sure? Because yeah. I don't want, you know, you got, you got something that a lot of people desire, which is a family. You have kids. You have things that you've built together. Right. Are you sure about this? And I think along the way, you can see some of those signs. You can get yeah. those motive checks. Yeah. Like yeah. if they have something contentious to say or something like those kind of slick remarks, like you said, like even just a little subtle to like, man, you don't, you're with him all the time. You don't get mm-hmm. no girlfriend time. Like, is that yeah. jealousy or is that, you know, maybe they yeah. want some, they want some time. You need but, to be free. Yeah. Yeah. You need some freedom. Yeah. You need some free time. You need to. You need to be able to do your hey, own thing. Freedom costs though. Mm-hmm. And who are you willing to pay for? And you sign up to say you got. You want to get married. You you pretty much saying you know what? I'm sacrificing some of my freedom, not all of it. Yeah. To have this marriage. Yeah. And, and that's that person to understand that. Yeah, that's, that's healthy. That's, that's that's a healthy way yeah. to do marriage. Just to say you know what? Yes, definitely have some of your own time. Right. But it don't mean you get to just be like. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to do me and you do you and we come together at night, <laughs> you know, right. like that's what we hang out. Right. Like, no, you, you do have to give up some, you have to give up a lot to right. have a successful marriage um, and making Ooh. sure so that that is your first priority. Once you get married, they're priority number one. And if they love you, they're looking out for you and you're, and you're looking out for them. So they're going to make sure, Hey baby, why don't you go ahead and go get a massage? Hey, you know what? I noticed that you and such and such, y'all haven't really spent a lot of time together. Why don't y'all go out to go out to dinner have a girl's night or man, you haven't played ball with your, with your boys in a while. Why don't you go out? So we're going to be looking or it's even having a conversation. Hey man, like I know you have some of the fellows are getting together. Um, we're going to go down to the sports bar, you know, on such and such night. Are you cool with that? You know, how, how engaging that, like, and you'd be like, yeah, yeah. Go, go on. Okay, what night? Let me just make sure I have plans for that. Let me let me make sure I put that down so I don't yeah. I don't plan anything else for us on that night. Yeah. But I think exactly what you're saying, making sure that those relationships, that they have their place and that yeah. they're respectful to the marriage and that they're driving you closer together. Yeah. Um, like we have friends like, hey, um, if y'all need if y'all need a sitter, 
we'll watch the kids so y'all can have a night. And we've done that for friends. Yeah, so no. Hey, we'll take the kids on this night so that y'all can have a night out. And when we need a night out, this is what we do. So just making sure that your relationships are in support of your union. Yeah. Um, so another another thing that can put somebody on the brink. What, the wheel's you about say to come off the wagon. I'm sorry. The wheel's about to come the off the wagon. The wheel's about to come off the wagon. Okay, go. I, I just, we say that, I often say that because like, <laughs> I mean, it's like you have a particular agenda and topic, but like the wheels are coming off. It's like, it's about to, it's about to shift. That's a country saying, y'all. Just a, is it a country? That's I don't know a what country it is. saying. The wheel's mm-hmm. about to come off the way. Just for a second. I will put okay. them back, though. Okay, let's go. I got to say that because it's on my heart to say it as you were talking. Yeah. So marriage mm-hmm. is the greatest sacrifice that anybody can ever make. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I believe that marriage is also the, one of the greatest benefit that you will ever get out of life. That's beautiful. So... When you have someone in your ear, and I'm tying it back to points of wheels coming back on. I had to say that so they come back on. When you have someone else in your ear and they're driving you away, you're driving away from one of the greatest benefits. Mm. They see only the sacrifice. Wow. But they may not see the benefit. The greatest sacrifice, but also the greatest benefit. Right. So I had to just say that. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. That was good. The greatest sacrifice, but also the greatest benefit. So you're saying some relationships, whether they are married, because they might not value their relationship enough, whether they're married or singles. This isn't just your single friends, but they might not get the benefit of the marriage. They just see like what you can't do. Right. And we can we can do that to each other. Well, right. I'm with you. And so now I used to be able to da 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 da. I this is how I did do things, but you're right. missing the treasure that yep. you have by having a yeah. spouse. But again, that goes to point one, having conversations. Well, I don't feel like like I, you know, I don't feel like myself. I don't I can't do this anymore. Okay. Well, by articulating, I really missed doing this. I used to get up and do yoga every Saturday morning, and now we have the kids and all of this. How can we do that? Well, maybe once, maybe once every other week, we can we can make some arrangements. You go play basketball on this Saturday. I go to yoga on this Saturday. I cycle, or yeah. or hey, you know, maybe once a month I have a, a girls' night and you have a guys' night, or maybe not that regularly. So having the conversation, which was the first thing we talked about, because when you're not talking, there's something there. There's that built up resentment, there's frustration, there's anger, and then it, then you can begin spilling out to somebody else. So this can be progressive. Yeah. Um, and then one of the things that I, I want to jump into is that you stop becoming us. Mm. It, it, it's me and it's you. It's no longer a unit. It's right. no longer us. And that's kind of like the that point when you, you're living two separate lives. You just come to the house because that's where you live. You, you know? don't know it. Hmm. I think I think I don't think people purposely do it, right? Yeah. I don't think husband and wife, kids, family, whatever starts like all of a sudden like okay, we're gonna do our own thing. I think literally, you know what? Whether it's work, whether it's the kids, whether it's like you said your extracurricular activities, whether you don't want to have my fun. Now you like okay. Now it's about those things and not about us and how we what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why you see some some marriages people will be married. 20, 30 years and then get divorced. And you say, wait, what happened? Well, somewhere along the way, they stopped having that intimate conversation. And this, and let me, let me mention this. Some of those wedges that are in a relationship can happen during arguments. Like I always, when, when Michael and I have a disagreement, we always have to see. We have disagreements? Right. <laughs> so we have to seal it. We have to talk about it. We have to make sure that that door is closed, that we have an understanding. And we, we're we not perfect at that. Yeah, but I am saying that it. that's something that has to be done. So because what happens if you don't is that becomes a wedge. And then you have more of these. And over time, 
well, then it's, well, they just don't listen to me. Well, we argue about this all the time. Well, I don't Mm -hmm. even want to talk about it anymore Mm. because way back when y'all were having these, somebody blew it off. Somebody wasn't paying attention. And that's the kind of stuff that can create distance in the relationship. There are lots of things that can create distance. Like you said, there can be, um, I'm working a lot or I'm over engaged with the children and no longer engaged with my partner. I'm not getting my solo alone time. We're not getting couple time. Um, there's all of those things. I'm, you know, I'm overwhelmed with the responsibilities of the household or the responsibilities of family, um, extended family or, you know, your your unit. Um, but it can be, hey, I'm just tired of arguing with you. Everything seems tired. to be an argument. Sick and I just tired of being it. sick and tired. I'm sick and tired. You know, and that can be a wedge. It can be. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I, I mentioned that because a lot of times when you start seeing this shutdown, it's like, okay, at first it might be like, man, they tripping. Let's mm-hmm. just keep moving. And we talked about this um, in one of our episodes when I'm sorry isn't enough, but it's also making sure that you're you're closing that door so that you can move on. And then it becomes a building block for the relationship versus something that's destructive to the relationship. So once you've kind of had that, once that's happened um, and now we're on the brink, oh man, we've had arguments. We haven't done anything about it. There is shutdown. There might be multiple people in our ears talking about, well, she ain't this and they aren't this, or I always knew so if we're here on the brink, Michael, what do we do? So, yeah, so I think, I mean, I got to give people hope, right? Because, I mean, relationships do get to the point where they're on the brink, mm-hmm. but I believe they they can be recovered. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I mentioned earlier, like, hey, as long as one person is able to hold on, I think there's always hope in a relationship. I think a relationship only dies when both people decide to say, you know what, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So to get back, I think some hearts have to be softened, right? Yeah, people yeah. hearts to get so hard to the point where they cannot hear their spouse anymore. Yeah. And that really takes a lot of time and energy to soften someone's heart, right? That may take counseling. That may take some spiritual guidance. That may take some internal inflection of saying, okay, you know what? How do I, how do I need to change to soften my partner's heart mm-hmm. so that they hear me? Because like, really that person wants to hold you. The one that's really don't is shut down. They want to hold you to who you used to be mm-hmm. thinking like, okay, no, they're not changing. I can't really hear them because I know I know what they did the last whatever amount of years. Mm-hmm. And really, you may be trying to change and show a different side of you. And they just like, no, they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. So you may have to be take responsibility, the energy, time, what's it worth to you to show them, hey, no, no, I'm different. I'm different, not just with you. I'm different with my relationships that you saw me how I handled before. Mm-hmm. I'm different with the kids. You gonna see it. And they can still maybe not receive that, but you got to start down that path of showing that. Right, and I think you said something really key. Is it's um, kind of taking responsibility, taking an internal inventory mm-hmm. of how did we get here? Because in a relationship, it's both of you. You yeah. know, it's not always the other person's fault. What did I do? How did I respond? What did I not do that I should have done? And then making note, okay. If this relationship were to continue, if we're able to get back on the same track, what do I need to do differently? And communicating that honestly and transparently, taking responsibility for what you did. Hey, we're on the brink, not just because of you. We're on the brink because I did this. And whenever you have these on the brink conversations, it's not a good time to point out what the other person did. You take responsibility. You own you. Hey, I didn't do this. I should have done this. I recognize this now. It's late. So if you're asking for another opportunity or if you're the one that's like, I'm out. OK, let me let me evaluate. Why am I ready to leave my marriage? Why? Mm-hmm. Why am I on the brink? How much time have I put in? Is it worth it? 
Is it worth it? Not just for you. Is it worth it overall? Um, we we are blended. So we do talk about divorce on this show and, and how it affects. Yeah. We Our goal is to have marriages stay together. That's it. But we also recognize that divorce is real. Yeah. Um, and everybody is affected by divorce. The community is affected. Your children are affected. You are affected um, by divorce. The families, the grandparents, it is... Um, something that really influences beyond the signing of the papers. Um, so recognizing what does this look like being on the brink? Right. How long are you willing to wait? How long are you willing to press? Um, because the truth of the matter is um, when somebody's on the brink, it's hard to pull somebody off. It is. It's hard. It is. They um, leaning already. They, 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 Might be hard to have a leg over. off. Yeah. I know the, you know the axiom is it's a lot harder to pull somebody up than to push somebody. So yeah. so yeah. if somebody's already kind of falling, that takes a lot of strength to pull them up. But to be able to kind of uplift the relationship, to push up the relationship, right. that's a lot easier um, to do. So we're talking about how to pull up a relationship when it's on the brink. So it's going to take some external sources. It's going to take you doing some evaluation, maybe going to counseling or therapy, maybe reading some books, maybe going to some groups or talking to some other couples, developing mentor relationships. Um, so we want to encourage all of that, but we also yeah. want to recognize when your relationship is on the brink, it's going to take some introspection. It's going to take, right. it's going to take you recognizing these alarms that have been going off all along. And then even articulating, I did not notice these alarms. That's right. my fault. That's right. on me. They might have not said, hey, I'm on the brink. I'm ready to go. I can't take this anymore. They might have not said, but it's your responsibility to your spouse to get to know them. It's a process. A lifelong process is to get to know your spouse. But as I'm getting to know, hey, I'm noticing they're not talking as much. I'm noticing that he's taking more solo time. I'm noticing that she wants to be out more. Um, I'm noticing that after arguments, we don't really come back together and ever talk about it. I notice that there's not a lot of healing making sure that you're being aware of your spouse outside of logistics. So that's some, that's some stuff that we really need to make sure that we're, that we're communicating about. So um, any, any final thoughts on no, that? No, I guess, I mean, the final thoughts we're talking about, if you can talk, you got to open up the windows of communication to continue to talk. You got to get the right people in your ear that are driving you toward your relationship. And you got to talk, talking about us versus I. Us versus I. That has to be that has to be the, the the focus. I mean, that's a that's all. Those are very simple steps, but man, that take it's that's that's a lot. It's hard to do all of that. Yeah, we're not saying this is easy. Yeah, These are some steps, but it's man. it's tough. It's tough, and and that's it might take place, some time. Though. That's a starting place. It's a starting place. So. Thank you all for joining us. Um, make sure that you connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and check out our website for more content and resources, fusedmarriages.com. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Fused with Tristan and Michael.